and we're live. What's going on, everybody? My name is Austin, and this is Name Brand Radio. I just wanted to pop on and see how y'all are doing. I hope uh, the beginning of this year is going well for you. January has flown by. I kid you not, January has been the blink of an eye for me. Some good, some bad. Hope you're doing all right. You know, uh, we're, we're starting to get a little bit of a, a little normalcy going on. You know, having a little restaurants open up, bars are opening up. Speaking of bars, man, I was at the bar the other day, and uh, I kid you not, I cannot make this stuff up. I don't know how you feel about COVID and all the COVID protocols. I think they're garbage. I think nobody knows what's going on. Uh, but I kid you not, went to the bar the other day. It was jam-packed. This is the biggest bar in my town. It is the local watering hole. And uh, had to have been two, three, four hundred, I don't know how many people. The parking lot was full. I get to the door. The guy was like, yeah, you got to have your mask on. So I was like, okay. Put my mask on. Walk inside. And it is elbow to elbow. Nobody's wearing a mask which I'm okay with. I don't want to wear a mask. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't mind wearing it into the restaurant, into wherever, into people's houses, whatever. But I get in there. The bartenders don't have a mask on. Everybody is elbow to elbow, doesn't have a mask on. So somebody explained to me why I had to put on a mask to enter the building, like COVID was at the front door. And then I walk in and it is just completely packed like sardines, and no one's wearing a mask. Like, why are you making me put my mask on to walk into this COVID hole? <laughs> I don't know. That's besides the point. It, that was just a little rabbit hole. Uh, but American Window Cleaner Magazine. First of all, are you subscribed? If you're not, go get a subscription to American Window Cleaner Magazine. But if you are, I bet you are just like me, wondering where in the world is my magazine. And, you know, I, I've been freaking out the whole month. I was like, did I sign up right? Did I put my address in right? Um, I, what is going on? I don't have my magazine. Luckily, they sent me an email the other day. I'm sure they sent all of you an email if you're subscribed. Said, um... Uh, Hey, I bet you're wondering where your magazine is. And I was like, yes, I raised my hand. Yes, that's me. I'm wondering, where is my magazine? And apparently they said the post office has given them the runaround. And he said, she said, nobody knows where the magazines are. I cannot wait. The suspense is killing me. I cannot wait for my January edition of American Window Cleaner Magazine. So hopefully it comes in soon and... Uh, the rest of them for the rest of the year come on time. I know it's not American Window Cleaner Magazine's fault. I know the post office sucks. USPS, you suck. Uh, I usually don't have problems with UPS or FedEx or anybody else, but uh, always a postal service. They always suck. But, uh, hey man, the other day, I was on the old Squeegee Life podcast. You know, uh, T-Squeegee. If you don't know, on Wednesday nights, I think it's 7 o'clock. I don't, I don't know if it's Eastern or Central or or whatever. You'll have to check that out on YouTube. If you don't listen to the Squeegee Live podcast, 
go give him a listen. And first of all, go give him a thumbs up and a subscription. If you subscribe to Squeegee Life Podcast, he is at, I think, 970 subscribers or something like that. If you, or if he gets to 1,000 subscribers, he's giving away a gross uh, box or whatever you call it of Black Diamond Squeegee Rubber. I don't know about you. I love Black Diamond Squeegee Rubber. Um, it's cheap. It has a great life for the price that you pay. Uh, it's pretty awesome. And he's giving away a gross box of it. I don't know how many pieces that is. It's like 120 or 400. I don't know. Uh, get with WCR on that one. But I was watching Squeegee Life the other day. They had Steve-O on there. Shout out to my main man, Steve-O. And uh, I found out recently that he doesn't like to be called Steve-O. And that kind of... Um, that kind of bothers me a little bit because his uh, YouTube channel is Steve-O. He's been Steve-O for God knows how long, eight, nine, ten years. And uh, he was like, yeah, no, don't don't call me that. I'm Steven or Steve or <laughs> whatever. So now anytime I text him for an order, I just say, hey, what's up, brother? Hey, man. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, bro. And uh, by the way, a little plug for Steve-O. If you uh, don't have a rep that you order your supplies through, go check out Steve-O. Uh, Go watch any of his YouTube channels. Pretty sure his number's on there. Or uh, just go on WCR and chat and be like, hey, where's Steve-O at? I got an order. I want him to put it in. And uh, he can help you out with that. But, yeah, I was watching uh, Squeegee Life. And uh, it was a pretty good episode. You got to go check it out. And uh, I seen all of the drama on the podcast. We're going to kind of go into that a little bit. But before I go into the drama, Eddie, Eddie Stewart, I seen you, brother. I seen you on the podcast, and I really, really want you to be on the podcast. I don't know if TJ will hear this. I don't know if Mark or Seth or anybody listens to this. Hope they do. If they don't, it's all love, brother. I only have about, uh, I think my average is five to eight listeners. <laughs> so we're getting there, man. Hands up. We're getting there, boy. But, uh, yeah, dude, TJ, if you somehow hear this or somebody that knows TJ, let him know. I guarantee you, if Eddie Stewart is on that podcast for two hours, there will be like 300 people live watching that, bro, because the things that he says and comes up with right off the top of his hat, that dude is hilarious. You need to have Eddie and... uh you need to have a window doctor PhD so Eddie can make fun of him the whole time and we can just laugh. And then uh, you need to have Jay Camaro on there so it can just be a giant cluster and everybody could just raise their voices and talk over each other and just beat each other up for two hours. It would be insane. It would go down in history as one of the greatest T-Squeegee, Squeegee Life slash Dash podcasts of all time. Put it together, man. Oh, dude, it would be awesome. But let's get into the drama. The drama of the Squeegee Life and Jay Camaro. I feel like it's kind of like a boxing event or like the UFC main event. It's like, da-na-na, da-na-na. In this corner, we have Jay Camaro. Da-na-na, da-na-na. In this corner, we have TJ Gilbert, T. Squeegee. Fight! And <laughs> it's just like going at it, main event. I feel like it'd kind of be like the... Uh, Conor McGregor, 16-second uh, fight, just laying out on the mat. 
But, uh, dude, Jay Camaro, I hate to name drop this dude because he feeds off of the attention. He loves this. He is like in La La Land in this pro window cleaning forum. I don't know if, I don't know what the reasoning is behind all of his comments. I don't know if he's really that butthurt that nobody likes the ragging technique or, um, I don't know. I just, I don't know if he just has nothing else better to do on a Wednesday night than bombard the squeegee life crew. Uh, People that he doesn't even like. Why in the world are you watching this podcast if you don't like this dude? And he's tagging him on Facebook. And he's just going, he's like, there's a point. There is a line. that just doesn't need to be crossed. After a couple of days of back and forth, just like drop it, dude. I don't understand. I wish I knew what his MO was. And I don't. But uh, I kind of want to talk about it for a little bit. So, if you don't know, I mean, you obviously, if you don't know, you're not in the pro window cleaning forum, or if you already live under a rock, <laughs> because this dude, Jay Camaro, when he first started coming around, I first when I first started seeing his stuff, you know, I'm not going to lie, the dude has some incredible houses that he works on. I don't like the dude, I don't like, uh, you know what he's doing in the in the forum, but he does have some really great houses. I personally would never, ever, ever want to work on a triple-track French storm window. Like I, um, That's not for me. Let's just contract that out, sub it out, not for me. But uh, I seen, like, the first time I saw he was, like, ragging a window, had no idea what this dude was doing. And apparently this is, like, his regular go-to. He's like, yeah, man, we don't water-fed French. We don't uh, squeegee. We don't mop and squeegee French. We we rag everything. And uh, Mark was saying on the Squeegee Life podcast, he was like, dude, you, you are nothing more than a janitor. Like, as a window cleaner, we get enough slack from people. It's like, that is like the only thing where you can work all day and come home with a little pride in yourself when you have mastered a mop and a squeegee or a water fed, or you, you are being professional about your job. And when people see, wow, this guy's put some time into his work. This guy knows what he's doing. That's like the only pride you have left at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, you're a window cleaner. I know I love window cleaning. I know you love window cleaning. And I know everybody in this industry that's on Pro Window Cleaning Forum loves window cleaning. But most people, nine times out of ten, look at us like we're janitors. I know that they don't see the paychecks, and they don't see the money that's in it, and they don't see that it actually does take a little bit of skill to learn how to clean a window properly. It does. It takes a little bit. I'm not saying it's rocket science, but, you know, there's a learning curve. So, the fact that this dude carries around 500 huck towels... (laughs) In the middle of Connecticut, I have no idea why. I don't understand. I really don't. But, uh, you know, a lot of people give him a hard time. Why? Because it's not the fact that he is ragging every single window. He's on a ladder and he's ragging windows. I don't, it's the fact that he sits there and he's like, This method works, man. I'm telling you, you're wrong. You shouldn't buy a water fed. You shouldn't squeegee. 
you should rag everything. Like, I, why? Like, the, like Steve-O said, show me a video from start to finish and show me the end result of ragging your windows. It's First of all, it's going to look horrible. There's no way you can convince me that this is what works. Like Mark said, you if you have so many accounts, all these people could just hire their maids or hire their janitorial service or hire their employees to clean the windows if you're going to just spray away the window and wipe it with a rag. like I, You are not a window cleaner. I don't care if your dad had a window cleaning business and gave it to you or if you have nine employees or you have referral work and you spend no money on advertising and you're just the greatest window cleaner on the planet. That's his you know, best excuse. He's the greatest window cleaner to touch the face of the earth. And he doesn't spend any money on marketing. He just has the greatest clientele ever. And he's just got referrals just dropping off out of the sky. That's awesome, man. Like uh, TJ said, you probably don't have a window cleaner within 500 miles of you. Like there's no way that people pay for that kind of work. I don't get it. I don't get it. And, you know, one of his uh, ramblings that he talks about, how many employees you got, man? Because we have eight, and we're just like, we're awesome. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about having employees and not having employees. There's pros and cons to both of them. So let's hop into it. So, <clears throat> this this all comes down to what you want to do. If you are a business owner, if you own a window cleaning company, you have to kind of look at your business plan when you first started. What made you want to open a window cleaning company? A lot of people that open up a window cleaning company open it because they're tired of working for somebody else. I, I guarantee you, because like me, if you're an entrepreneur, I wouldn't even call myself an entrepreneur because I, I feel like an entrepreneur does everything. They, they'll open up a window cleaning business in two years. They'll sell it. They'll open up a carpet cleaning business. They'll sell it. They'll open up a retail store and sell it. Like I really enjoy window cleaning, soft washing, roof washing, stuff like that. But if you are an entrepreneur, you open this business because maybe you cannot work for anybody anymore. Because I'm telling you, if you do not own a window cleaning business or a business, once you open up that business and it's it's running, you're making money, you're making your own schedule, you have made yourself unemployable for the rest of your life. You are not going to go back to a nine to five, staying at the same place all day long with some boss barking orders at you telling you when to come in, telling you when you can have a day off, telling you what to do and when to do it. If you have been a business owner, you've tasted that good life, you can't go back. There's no way. There is no way. You have made it. You have broken out of the matrix. <laughs> this is your life to live now. So let's, let's go back. When you opened your business or you're opening up your business, look at your business plan. What is your plan? And I strongly suggest write out your business plan. 
and go back to it. If it's been a year, been two years, three years, go back to it. Why did you open up the business? If you opened it up to have more free time, maybe, yeah. Try and grow your business. Try and get employees, managers, sales reps, uh, receptionists, so that you can kind of take it back, let off the brake a little bit, kind of just slow down, enjoy your life, go on vacations. Everybody else is running the business. You're kind of calling the shots here and there. You're just living life. Or did you start your business because you love this industry? You love this business and you love money. <laughs> Don't we all love that green dollar bill? But uh, Or is it Blueface Baby? I'm not sure what it is now. I don't see a lot of those. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you don't have employees, you don't have to pay the big insurance, you don't have to pay workman's comp, uh, everything you do after taxes is in your pocket and in your business account. It, You know, a lot of people say, how many employees do you have? Well, you know, maybe you don't want employees. Or maybe you want 10, 12, 15 employees. And when we talk about employees, it's okay to have one employee. If you got your best friend who is your business partner as an employee, or you have, you know, two guys that you you may know them, you may not know them, but they are just hustling and grinding, growing your business with you, that's okay. When you have one to two employees, I wouldn't even consider that like having employees because that's still really small and you can kind of cut up the percentages and everybody's making money. Everybody's happy. Everybody kind of sits at the round table on Monday mornings, kind of talks about what's going on. When I say employees, I mean 10, 12, 15, 20. Uh, it, it all depends. It's okay to have 20 employees and a fleet of trucks. But on the other hand, it is also okay to have no employees and to live your life as a small business owner, as an owner operator and doing the jobs you want to do and saying no to the jobs you don't want to do or subcontracting or whatever you want to do. This is your business. You can run it however you would like. And kind of jumping on to the next topic, when you're opening up your business or you have a business that is running great, pros and cons of residential versus commercial. Personally, I am a residential guy. I have been doing this three years. I love residential. Now, don't get me wrong. There are many days I hate <laughs> residential. First of all, customers. We've talked about this before. You may have a crazy, crazy customer. It may be a beautiful house, beautiful windows, easy job, crazy customer. Whether she's a track freak or she's a crazy cat lady or you have to do this room and then when you do that, I'll lock that one up and I'll do this and you can do that window. Like there's crazy customers. So that sucks about residential. <clears throat> screens. We all hate screens. There's not a single person I can... If I put this in the forum right now, there would not be a single person that says, you know what, when I go to sleep at night, I dream about 
washing screens. Like, we all hate screens. Regular screens, solar screens, we hate them. They suck. I don't know if you've ever, like, I, first of all, <laughs> I want to go down a little rabbit trail here. Uh, does anybody know why they switched from outside screens to inside screens? Because, like, in the 90s and early 2000s, the screens were so easy, dude. Like, you could just pop them off just with a little screwdriver. It was good to go. People weren't home. Easy to do an exterior. You just pop the screens off, put them back on. Nowadays, every new home has these tight screens with little tabs that either break or they're like impossible to get out. When the builders build them, they shove them in there and expect them to never get them out. I have no idea why houses and builders switch to inside screens. I don't know if it's a safety issue or a cosmetic. I have no idea. They suck. I hate having to go in, especially on exterior only, to try and pry those screens off of the window. It's impossible. I hate it. But screens, they suck. Um, let's see here. Uh, with residential, you know, sometimes you got large bushes in front of the windows. You got trees in the way. There's a lot of things that suck about residential. But a great thing about residential, first and foremost, there's no net 60, net 90. When you finish that job, you're collecting a paycheck or cash, or credit card, or whatever. You're getting paid at the end of that job. Um, and, you know, the homeowner's there. The boss man, the guy paying you money, is there. So you have him do a quick walk around, make sure if there's anything I need to touch up, I'm going to do it now. I'm not coming back next week. I'm not coming back if you see something when the sun hits that one time a day. Check it now. Let's see what we can do to fix it if I need to. Um, So I, I really like residential you know I like talking to customers that aren't crazy you know you get to meet a lot of cool people uh you know when you're doing high-end rich houses you get to kind of nitpick at them see what they did for a living uh see what they do for a living um get to see cool cars cool houses cool game rooms and you know you just kind of get to connect you network a little bit and I feel like with residential word of mouth spreads a lot faster than commercial work. I could be wrong. Don't hold me to that. But uh, I really have mainly done residential my whole career as a window cleaner. I have done very, very large commercial projects. I have done storefront. I personally think, and this is all preference. It's all what you want to do. This is your business. We've talked about that. But I think when you're starting out, you should just nail residential as hard as you can. I think residential uh, pays the best. It's a very high ticket item, especially if you're in full exterior cleaning and you're doing like roof washes and house washes and windows and gutter cleanings. Residential is great. Um, but I, I, I've done big commercial projects. There's a job we do. It's like thirteen hundred bucks, and I do it by noon. It's this giant company. They, like, make springs or something. I don't know. Uh, they're cool. We do it, like, every three months, I think. And that that's a great commercial project. Or I've done dealerships. Um, 
I've done trying to think of some other big commercial work. Uh, we've done like this huge lot that had like restaurants and hair salons and stuff like that. Commercial's great, you know, but when you are doing commercial, you got to have bigger insurance. Uh, you got to go through a million people. You give a quote to somebody and he's got to give his quote to this guy and this guy's got to call Jerry and Jerry's got to call Jim and Jim's got to call John and John's got to call Bobby and then finally you get the yes or the no and then you do the job and they're not paying that day. It's a net 30 or 60 or 90 or whatever and then by the time they pay you, something looks bad and you got to go back and fix it. Like, there's a lot of people that love commercial. If you love commercial, awesome. I hope your business is running great and I hope the commercial is treating you well. I just personally, if I was starting out and knew nothing, I would hammer residential most. And then the last part, I don't I don't tie in storefront to commercial. I think commercial is a different beast. Uh, residential, commercial, and then storefront. Uh, a lot of people say like... You know, I may hurt some feelings here. I don't really like the whole Keith Kelfis thing, you know, going to every storefront in your city and cleaning them for free and telling them that you're going to bill them and tell them I got 48 storefronts in two hours. Like, that that does work, I guess. Like, you can go to the mall or strip mall or every storefront you could ever possibly imagine and get 50 storefronts, but storefronts are cheap, man. Um, it's great to have a route. I, if I could only clean storefronts all day and live off of that wage, I would do it, man. Eventually, I, I hope I do have a humongous route and just own my town, kick out fish, kick out window genie, and just own my town and have 2,000 storefronts that I service a month. That would be awesome. But unless you have a lot, you know, if you're doing three storefronts a month, it's not profitable. You're wasting that time that you could be putting into a, a really big residential job or a big commercial job. But, like I said, it's all personal preference. If you love storefront and you don't want to do residential and you don't want to do commercial and you just want to hammer every single storefront there is and that's where you want to live, that's awesome, man. <clears throat> Go for it. I wish you the best of luck. <clears throat> but, you know, down here, we are in a very humid wet climate. So, in a sense, when you're starting your, let's say you're starting an only window cleaning business, it's kind of tough. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm not saying you can't do it. But, there are so many companies around me that are full exterior cleaning. They do roof cleaning. They do house washes. They do driveways. They do pool decks. They do fences. They do uh, window cleaning, gutter cleaning. So, when a customer a homeowner or a commercial or whatever, they Google what they need or what they want. If they had to choose between getting you to clean the windows and then someone else to do all of the other exterior cleaning or have a full exterior cleaning business, do all of the work, and then clean the windows, they're going to pick the one service. They want one ticket, one bill, one receipt. It is difficult. Uh, I know a lot of companies that only do windows, and my God, I dream at night to only do windows. I I do love soft washing, I do love roof washing, but I do not enjoy it as much as window cleaning. I don't know what it is, I just, I love window cleaning. <laughs> but uh, I had a buddy tell me one time, 
he uh, has nothing to do with this industry, but we were talking about, you know, should you do full exterior cleaning to compete and grab customers? And he said, you know, <clears throat> at the end of the day, whatever business you have, your customer has to need you. When they Google whatever they need, they need that service. They have to need you to hire you. So if you're a window cleaning only company, and like I said, they have a million other things that they want done, and another company that can do all those things and window clean, they may not be a good as good of a window cleaner as you. They may suck at water-fed and tradi- traditional, but the customer almost doesn't care. <laughs> they just want the job done. They just want that piece of algae off of their house. They want the roof washed, and yeah, go ahead and hit the windows. They don't care. And it sucks because I know all of us care about window cleaning. But he basically told me, you have to make yourself needed or you will go out of business. If you put a donut shop in the middle of nowhere, Midland, Texas, you're not going to survive. Your business is going to fall off and take a dump because people don't need you in the middle of nowhere. So strike while the iron's hot. Do what you want to do, but think about it. In your business, you have to go to the core element of, do people need me? And if they need you, they'll call you. And if they call you, they'll hire you. But uh, we're getting down to 30 minutes, so I'm going to cut it off pretty soon. Uh, I really wanted to get into soft washing because uh, I kind of wanted to mix it up a little bit. I've talked about window cleaning a lot. kind of wanted to throw a little bit of soft washing in there, tell a little bit about that. Uh, I'll save that for next episode, but I did want to touch on if you love soft washing, go on YouTube and look up Southeast Soft Wash. I have followed them for so long, and they are just now starting to blow up on the YouTube community and in the soft wash industry. Um, they're an amazing company. They actually just sold their wash truck. They do not wash uh, in their area anymore. They only build equipment. If you need a skid, a soft wash skid or a soft wash trailer, southeastsoftwash.com, I believe that's what it is, but just look up Southeast Soft Wash. They, they have so many options on skids from only... Uh, Soft wash skids to soft wash with a pressure washer or 50-gallon tanks to 100-gallon tanks. Just look at the options they have. They are actually giving away a $7,000 skid tomorrow night. You can't enter anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, But the entry was like up for a month. Uh, I really appreciate Cody over there at Southeast Soft Wash for doing that. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and I just, I love their content. Um, they really know what they're doing. They have combined probably 30, 40 years of experience, uh, in soft washing. And, you know, I I hope that my business gets that big one day. I think that they're going to just be the number one distributor for soft wash skids in the near future. I don't think anyone's going to buy anything else from anybody because with their packages, their soft wash skid that they patented, they made, it's a perfect combo. You really got to go look them up. But yeah, next episode we'll talk a little bit about a little bit about soft washing. And uh, I'm really glad I got to uh, talk to you guys for a little bit. If you have any feedback, come on, say what's up. 
Let's let's talk, man. Let's talk. But uh, thanks for tuning in. This is Name Brand Radio. I'll see you next time.